At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on the look ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Uh, less than 24 hours left in the Major League Baseball trade deadline as we await the biggest potential news, which could be a Juan Soto trade from the Nationals. Uh, don't know if it's going to happen. I think that it would be in the Nationals' best interest for them to trade Juan Soto. His value's never going to be higher. But the longer this goes... I just don't know if it's going to happen. As of yesterday, three teams were in the running for Juan Soto. It was the uh, Dodgers, the Padres, Cardinals were in the mix as well. That has changed. I, I, I'm seeing reports that the Cardinals are not in the mix anymore. For Juan Soto, there was a, according to a report from John Morosi of AMLB Network, uh, the Cardinals have not been willing to include Dylan Carlson. They have also not been willing to include some of their top prospects in the offer. And so if they're not willing to do that, probably not a deal that is going to get done. I think at this point, you you have to look now at um, if it gets done, it gets done. It's going to change the odds, right? Whichever team gets him is going to get a major boost. If the Padres get him, Padres, I don't think they're catching 12 games with the Dodgers. But in terms of the Padres' outlook in the postseason, I absolutely love it. I mean, that lineup, you put Soto there with Machado and Tati, and I understand Tatis has got to come back. Everyone's got to be healthy. But you're talking about a lineup that has Machado, Tatis, uh, Soto, Luke Voigt, Profar, Hosmer, Cronenworth. I mean, this is a a great team. And they get Josh Hader now in the back end of their bullpen. Hard to not like the Padres and their price to win the National League. (laughs) Because they're going to get a wild card spot if they get Juan Soto. If it's the Dodgers, I mean, they're already the favorites. They'll just become more of a favorite. And maybe that's the move that they got to make because 
The Yankees are the best team in baseball. They got a lot better here at the deadline. The Yankees did. The Dodgers, they're the second best team in baseball. They got to make a move. And when it comes to the World Series, if they get back there, you have Juan Soto definitely elevates your team. And the Dodgers certainly have the assets to get the deal done, and they have the money to pay him. Right now, Dodgers and Yankees are tied as the top two favorites to win the World Series, followed by the Astros and the Mets. The Braves are there as well. The Braves, the defending champs, um, actually made a move here, getting um, Robbie Grossman, add some outfield depth to get him from the Tigers, and going to get Jake Odorizzi, pitcher who's most recently with the Astros. And the move that they made, probably the biggest move of this trade deadline, not even a trade. They signed Austin Riley, their stud third baseman, to a 10-year deal. They bought out three years of arbitration and, you know, I guess seven years technically of free agency. And now Austin Riley gets a monster deal for 10 years. And, and you look at the Braves, and all of a sudden, this team that just won the World Series last year now has locked up long-term on their roster. Austin Riley now locked up long-term. Matt Olson locked up long-term. Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies. And it, the, the core of this Braves team is going to be together for the next several years. This team isn't going anywhere. They're going to be legit contenders every single season with the way they have locked up their talent. Just a tremendous job uh, what that franchise has done. And sometimes you see a team win the World Series and, and then they fall off. This team did not do that. So... Uh, I like what the Braves have done here at the deadline. I think Grossman is a good, uh, you know, outfield depth for them. And the Braves also in the, um, in the, they were in the running for maybe a Noah Syndergaard. And I, and I think maybe if they get Odorizzi, they don't get Syndergaard, but Syndergaard could be traded. Remember, he signed a one-year deal with the Angels, a, a prove-it deal. And there are teams that need starting pitching that, could be in on Noah Syndergaard by the time this deadline is up here on Tuesday. And I'll tell you who an interesting team is for his services. Why not the Phillies? You know, he goes back to pitching in the National League East, a division where, obviously, he played his entire career with the Mets, a division where he's very comfortable pitching in, ballparks he's very comfortable pitching in and you know all of a sudden you're like um Noah Syndergaard could be an incredible asset for the Philadelphia Phillies and you put him in a rotation with his former Mets rotation mate in Zach Wheeler and the Phillies now who are competing for a wild card We'll get Bryce Harper back eventually. He had the pins removed from his thumb, so he's going to start ramping up and, and get ready to come back. You give them a, a solid arm in Noah Syndergaard, 
I know he hasn't been great, but then again, the Angels stink. Maybe sending him back to the National League East rejuvenates him. And uh, like I said, pairing him back up with Zach Wheeler. You have a, a rotation now that has Wheeler, Nola, and Syndergaard. One, two, three. That's a pretty good one, two, three combo here in a postseason series for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, other moves that I think are, are intriguing that uh, we have seen so far or that we could see so could could see get made. Um, again, waiting on the Soto's thing is the biggest move. Um, but other than that, it's like the funniest thing that happened today was the uh, Christian Vasquez trade. Literally, the Red Sox were playing the Astros, and Vasquez has taken BP for the Red Sox. Just went over a game plan of how to, you know, attack the Astros hitters, and he gets traded during batting practice. Has to go into the clubhouse, change, walk into the other clubhouse. Now you're on the Houston Astros. And this happens a lot. People talk about, you know, oh, it's crazy. They're, you know, you get traded to a team and you're playing against them. Like Andrew Benintendi gets traded from the Royals to the Yankees. His first game is against the Royals. This happens all the time when, you know, you're in the same city because everyone's together, right? General managers are traveling and everyone's there and you can sit in the room and actually hammer out a deal, get something done. I'm sure both, you know, front office for the Astros and the Red Sox were sitting there at the ballpark in Houston going, how do we get a deal done? And they hammered out a deal. Christian Vasquez becomes a member of the Astros. So it's not surprising. Same thing. I think same thing, I think happened with the Yankees and Andrew Benintendi. Brian Cashman got in a room with the Royals brass and said, what can we do to make this thing uh, get, get done? And, and they get it done. Astros also add Trey Mancini and... Um, I thought maybe the Orioles wouldn't trade Mancini just because they're they're actually having a good season. And while I believe it's still unlikely that they make the playoffs, they're only two and a half games out of a wild card spot. And you tr- you trade a guy that is, you know, a, a, the heart and soul of the clubhouse, right? And he's one of their, if not the best power bats that they have, I think this negatively affects the Orioles for this season. Maybe not in the future because, you know, Mancini might not have been long for Baltimore and the return is probably going to help them. I mean, you don't make a deal unless you think the return is going to help you. But this season, yeah, I might bank on a drop-off here from the Orioles. Losing a, a big clubhouse guy like Trey Mancini. They're 52 and 51, two and a half games out of a wild card in the American League. The wild cards right now are the Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners, the Guardians, one game back. Orioles, two and a half games back. The Red Sox, three games back, as are the White Sox. The White Sox, though, still have division aspirations as they are three games back of the division race there. And for, for the Red Sox, what a strange day for them. So they trade away Christian Vasquez. So, all right, are they're selling? Cool. 
but then they acquire Tommy Pham from the Reds. So it's it's a little confusing what the Red Sox are trying to do here. I'm a little confused. They also get Reese McGuire, the catcher from the White Sox. So now they got Ploiecki and McGuire as their catchers. Fam slides into the outfield. So maybe they trade. Do they trade J.D. Martinez? I don't know. We got a break. We got to make sense of all of this. We're going to be joined coming up next by our very own Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. Talk to him about the futures market here at the baseball trade deadline. I'm Scott. This is the look ahead here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Sin.com today. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we continue to react to the trade deadline and think about what could come down. As the baseball trade deadline less than 24 hours away, keep you up to date if anything breaks here in the wee hours of the night. Joining us now is uh, Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hit him up on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Uh, Jason, so far, based on the moves that have already been made, anybody jump out to you as uh, who's had the best trade deadline so far? Astros have uh, made a lot of moves around the margins so far, adding uh, Vasquez, Will Smith, etc. I like uh, I like those moves, and I don't uh, I don't hate the uh, Frankie Montas to the Yankees either. Yeah, I, I think the Yankees with Montas and Trevino in the bullpen and Efros as well, and then you throw in the Benintendi move. I mean, they acquire these guys without having to give up any of their top prospects. I think that is just a tremendous job for the team that is already the favorite to represent the American league in the world series. Absolutely. They're, uh, they're doing a great job so far. When you look at um, the uh, Braves get a little outfield depth as well, but I thought one of the best moves that they made was not a trade. It was locking up Austin Riley for 10 years. And I talked about this before. This is a team that now has, Riley, Acuna, Albies, Olsen, all locked up for the foreseeable future. Braves are going to be contenders every year. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
sad to see Freddie Freeman go, but clearly their uh, their core has come together for the the long term in Atlanta. Do you like their outlook this season? I do. I like uh, I like that they have uh, they have pitchers coming back internally, like Mike Soroka. They uh, they're probably going to go out and make another move tomorrow. We've already seen them add an, add an outfielder. Wouldn't surprise me if they add another another bat. Uh, yeah, I, I think they can uh, they can knock the net the the Mets off. There's uh, you know nice nice two months left. Yeah, plus two sixty on the Braves to win the National League East right now, uh, and the Mets obviously are in first place. Mets are favored to win the division, obviously, but it's only three and a half games. And we saw last year what were the Braves three games under five hundred, and on August first before they uh, ro- rolled off an, uh, an impressive second half here. Um, what do you make of the Padres' move to get Josh Hader now the back end of their bullpen? You know. Uh... If if they stop with Hater, I don't think it's enough to compete with the Dodgers. They uh, they need to still make another move before uh, the end of tomorrow. But uh, it's a nice uh, nice start, you know. They've they've been aggressive the last couple of years, and they're always in on uh, conversations on all these these big guys. So it didn't didn't surprise me to see them uh, pull the trigger pull the trigger early, but. I'm uh, I'm not convinced that they can hang with the Dodgers. They kind of remind me of the Mariners with the Astros. They're just mm-hmm. not not in the same same division, but not in the same you know tier. Well, yeah, I would agree. I don't think they're going to catch up the twelve games in the division. But right now, nine to one to win the National League. Is it worth putting a sprinkle on it now, in the event that they do pull off this trade for Juan Soto? Hmm. I, I don't see Juan Soto falling to the Padres because the Dodgers have the ammunition to make this deal. Um, if if the, the Nationals say, we'll throw in this guy and this guy and this guy, they just say, okay, and do it. And you get Juan Soto and you prevent him from going to the Padres. So I, I wouldn't be buying the Padres just on the assumption that they're going to close this deal tomorrow. I I don't necessarily see that happening. So you think it's it's Dodgers or he stays in D.C.? I mean, I, I can't see the Dodgers allowing him to go to a division rival knowing mm-hmm. that it might just take one or two more guys to to trump the best offer. You know, if you're the Dodgers front office, you've, you've gone this far and then all of a sudden there's one player you won't give up. It's, you know, I don't know if that, that's going to happen. See, I thought because the Cardinals were reportedly in on him, but they were unwilling to part ways with like Dylan Carlson or or and I'm I'm a little baffled by that because the same way you say, how could the Dodgers just let one player hold up the deal? I don't think the Cardinals can do it either. And I was intrigued by not just the Cardinals to win the division at plus 180, but at 18 to one to win the National League. If they are able to pull off, maybe increase their package and get Juan Soto, you put them in a lineup with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, and this team can absolutely contend. I'm packing Dylan Carlson's bags and driving yeah. him to the airport. <laughs> you know, if, and that's what it's what I don't understand is what front office isn't going to throw in whatever the Nationals ask for for the opportunity to to add one of the best players in baseball and to keep them from your opponent every every team should you know 
love the idea of keeping them from a competitor. So um, I'm, I'm very curious to see where he ends up tomorrow, but I will be surprised if it's not the Dodgers. I saw a hilarious thing. I was watching the, um, the the Mets and Nationals game, and Soto did homer off of Max Scherzer. So if it is his final game as a National, it was an impressive uh, showing for him. Um, but the Mets broadcast, they were talking about how Soto is actually younger than a large majority of the top prospects in Major League Baseball that are yeah. not not in the majors right now. Like he's been in the majors for three years and has already won a World Series. He's still younger than some of the top prospects in baseball that are being talked about being traded, which is just hilarious when you put it into perspective like that. Yeah, it's insane. You know, I think that the teams that are in the the race to acquire him know <laughs> the talent that they're getting, and it's just you know. There's no amount of prospects I wouldn't trade to get Juan Soto on my team here. Is there a team out there that you would be interested in uh, locking in a future? Should they make one or two more moves here at the deadline? Like uh, I was looking maybe the Phillies, if they get starting pitching help, maybe it's a Noah Syndergaard, maybe it's somebody else. Would the Phillies be an intriguing, uh, maybe long shot flyer for you? Anybody else out there that maybe could make a move that would intrigue you to place a bet on them? In the National League, you know, it's really the top three for me, Dodgers, Mets, Braves. Mm-hmm. You know, beyond them, I think you can make arguments, oh, this team could hang in a series, this team, this team could do this, this team could do that. But the reality is it's, uh, you know, the Mets and the Braves and then the Dodgers just so far ahead of everybody, even without Juan Soto. It's, uh, it's not a situation where I'm looking to you know, get big numbers with long shots here. What about in the American League? Um, If the Blue Jays get maybe another starting pitcher, does that make you intrigued by them? Uh, If the White Sox get a little bit of help, if Tony LaRusha can stay awake in the dugout, are you intrigued by them? Anybody outside the Yankees and Astros? Baltimore. I I took a big flyer on Baltimore a couple weeks ago. Even if they traded Mancini, I'm so upset by that. I thought that I didn't think that they were going to be sellers here at the deadline, but they trade Mancini, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking that this team is going to take a downfall. Yeah, you know, you had to make that move knowing he's a free agent and everything, Mm -hmm. getting something for him. It was totally reasonable. It sucks when you trade a guy like that, though. Like nobody, nobody enjoys doing that from a you know clubhouse standpoint. But same thing, Yankees, Astros, just so far ahead of everybody else here. Not a not a big fan. Well, the dog's not a big fan of the Trey Mancini trade either, so he's, he's probably upset by that as well. Um, how about in the uh, futures market here when it comes to player awards? It's funny. I talked about Dylan Cease and, and his uh, opportunity to win the American League Cy Young a couple of weeks ago, and now with McClanahan kind of stumbling over his last start and Cease being dominant over his last 11 starts, he has gone down to plus 480 to win the American League Cy Young. Any interest there? Yeah, I think Cease has a chance. Verlander is definitely the favorite right now. And then beyond that, I don't think Otani is going to make a siren, unfortunately, for me. Uh, Dylan Cease, though, he's definitely the uh, the popular guy right now. Yep. All right, well, Jason, go take care of that dog. Go take him out and uh, tell him not to worry. The Orioles will still be fine even without Trey Mancini, and uh, they might make the playoffs. They're only two and a half games out of a wild card spot. Thank you. Sorry, sorry about the dog. I don't know what what's going on with her, but uh, yeah, we'll 
Well, I'll take care of that. Thank you. <laughs> Jason Weingarten. Hit him up on Twitter at Spreadopedia. And don't forget, catch the wide world of Weingarten anywhere you get your podcast. Or just go to vcin.com slash podcast. Yeah, Dylan Cease went from 10 to 1 just before his last start to now plus 480 after his last start. I t- I've bet on this guy, I think, literally in his last 11 starts. I've been betting on Dylan Cease. And I tweeted out before his last start when I took the White Sox minus one and a half that in his last 10 starts or 11 starts, he had only given up three earned runs. And those three came on three solo home runs. He gave up a solo home run the other night. So literally in his last 12 starts, just four earned runs on four pitches. Other than that, no one's scoring on him. Plus 480 might be a gift, actually, for Dylan Cease to win the American League Cy Young Award. Continuing the conversation coming up next, I'm Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter, at ScottsOnAir. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we keep an eye on the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And uh, we're all waiting to see the biggest name of them all is Juan Soto. The uh, trade deadline does come your way here on Tuesday, and uh, it is 6 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. That is the deadline. So 6 p.m. Eastern time. On Tuesday, done. Trade deadline uh, will come to a close in Major League Baseball. Braves, um, we, we the latest news, the latest news on Monday night, Braves getting uh, right-hander Jake Odorizzi from the, um, from the Astro, uh, Astros in exchange for Will Smith and um, Robbie Grossman from the Tigers to the Braves as well. So the Braves get outfield help in Robbie Grossman, and they get a, another arm in right-hander Jake Odorizzi. The Cardinals getting uh, left-hander Jose Quintana from the Pirates, and um, that was the latest news as of Monday night. Earlier moves that were made throughout the day, we knew about the White Sox sending Reese McGuire to the Red Sox, so he just trades the color of his socks, uh, and uh, it's for right hand, uh, left-handed reliever, excuse me, Jake Diekman, goes back to Chicago. Uh, The Red Sox traded their catcher, uh, Christian Vasquez, to the Astros So earlier. So there's just a lot of stuff going on there with the Red Sox. Um, They also get Tommy Pham from the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds were just in a complete uh, sell mode as they have already traded, uh, and we expected this to happen. They're one of the bottom teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, despite that, they did get a win against the Marlins here on Monday, 3-1. to one. Uh, But the Reds trading away uh, Taylor Nyquin, um, Tommy Pham, Luis Castillo. So they are just complete sell mode here 
at the deadline. And we wait to see, could there be a surprise move made at the deadline? I think the the news that we're just waiting for is going to be Juan Soto. I don't think there's going to be a surprise. Now, from my perspective, I would trade Shohei Otani if I was the Angels. And teams did call up and inquire, but the Angels said, we're not trading him. And, and look, I get it. It's probably never, there's not a, not a deal that's good enough for them to trade Otani. I mean, you would have to give up a king's ransom for him. And teams certainly called because, well, they're not going anywhere. And I don't know if he's going to sign there once his contract's up. So maybe trade him. I certainly would. But I don't think that they're gonna, that's going to be the case. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on the trade deadline and in the futures market, how it is adjusting accordingly. Right now, Dodgers are your favorite to win the National League at plus 170. Yankees are the favorite to win the American League at plus 160. Astros are the only team that I think comes close to the Yankees. They're at plus 185. Those two teams are going to be battling here uh, throughout the rest of this season. And the Yankees have struggled against the Astros. They have, and uh, the best case scenario for the Yankees would be to avoid playing the Astros in the postseason. And I don't know if that's, you know, we'll see what the case is, but these two teams are going to be battling for the rest of the season to see who gets the one seed. Um, Because if you look at the way that the Major League Baseball postseason is going to work this year with the extra wild card, the bracket is, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's interesting the way it looks. You have the number one seed and number two seed getting buys. And then you'll have a 3-6 matchup and a 4-5 matchup. The number one seed gets the winner of the 4-5 matchup. And the number two seed, the winner of the 3-6 matchup. And so, like, let's say, let's take a look at it right now. In the National League. You have the Dodgers would be the one seed. The Mets would be the two seed. And then it would be, I guess, the uh, three, six would be the central winner. So let's call it the Brewers right now against the third wild card team, which ironically right now is the Philadelphia. Oh, well, it's the Phillies. It could it could be the Cardinals, but right now it's the Phillies. So it would be the Phillies going up against the um, Brewers, and then the other two wildcard teams face off, and that would be the Braves and the Padres. And so you would have the Dodgers taking on the winner of that 4-5 game, which would be the Braves and the Padres, and then the Mets getting the winner of the Brewers against the Phillies. In the American League... It would be the Yankees and Astros getting the bye. The Twins, who right now are in first place in the Central, would take on the Mariners. The Blue Jays would take on the Rays. Yankees would get the winner of the Blue Jays' Rays. Astros would get the winner of the Mariners and the Twins. I still think all signs point to a Yankees-Astros ALCS. But maybe maybe that could not happen. Right now, I'd bet on the Yankees, though. As good as the Astros are and how they have really played well against the Yankees this season, 
I think the additions that the Yankees have made here at the deadline are, are, are really, really big. Frankie Montas is a is a stud pitcher. And he goes, he slides into that rotation now that's already been pretty good. And you get Trevino now in the bullpen. It's just they have three closers in the bullpen. And you know, they could probably have four when uh you know Zach Britton comes back. You know, I haven't seen an update on Zach Britton, but he still hopes to, re- last I saw is that he's still hoping to return this season. If he does come back, well, if he comes back, then the Yankees have four closures in that bullpen. That's an elite bullpen. And then the rotation gets with Montas. They already bolstered their outfield with Benintendi. They're going to trade Joey Gallo. Just a matter of what team wants this guy. So the Yankees are stacked. I just can't. I, I can't bet against them at all. I absolutely can't bet against the Yankees. I think it's easier to take a flyer on a team in the National League than it is in the American League. I'm still curious to see if the Mets make another move. The Mets are sitting here right now, plus 285, the second favorite in the National League. They have the second best record in the National League at 65 and 37. They're only three and a half games up, though, on the Atlanta Braves. And the Braves have been making deals. And the Mets have made, like, small deals, right? Deals that don't exactly, um, you know, know, light up the charts or whatnot. They get Tyler Naquin, who's a nice player, but he's not going to, jump into their starting lineup. They get Daniel Vogelbach, who's a a nice power hitter, but he doesn't even slide, really. And I guess he DHs if the, you know, you need a left-handed bat there. But it's not like they're acquiring anybody that's going to be in, that's going to automatically jump into their starting lineup. Like the lineup of uh, Alonzo, McNeil, Escobar, Lindor, Canna, Nimmo, Marte. That's those. That's the field right there for the Mets. Unless they get Juan Soto, which I thought that was going to happen. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I really thought that was going to be the case. That the Mets were going to get Juan Soto. But really, the Mets' biggest deadline acquisition is their starting pitcher for Tuesday's game. And that's Jacob DeGrom. The return of Jacob DeGrom is the Mets' biggest trade acquisition move. He gets his first start on Tuesday against the Nationals. And the biggest question is, will he have to face Juan Soto or not? I lean towards not but I wouldn't be surprised if it's yes. 
I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll continue the baseball trade deadline discussion. Former Major League pitcher Josh Towers will join me coming up next. You see Josh all across the network here on VSIN, oftentimes contributing, contributing to the run line on Sundays. We'll ask his thoughts and if he does think Juan Soto gets traded by the deadline here coming up on Tuesday. This is the look ahead here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Flash store. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining me now as we continue the discussion on the Major League Baseball trade deadline and the impact it's going to have here on these teams moving forward, we welcome in former Major Leaguer Josh Towers, who joins me here on VSIN. And Josh, let's start with uh, one of the bigger trades that was made here so far at the deadline Josh Hader going to the San Diego Padres now becoming their closer. How much more dangerous does this make the Padres? Uh, well, I, I mean, obviously, that makes them more dangerous, right? The uh, the team's already playing well. I mean, the greatest addition to what they did was their manager. Um, he's really helped that team. It hasn't Taylor Rogers, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I know both of those kids, but. I feel like Taylor Rogers has been struggling lately. I know uh, the brother has. It, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's just when I saw it come across the line today, Scott. I was like, I was like, this is fantastic, and I, I knew without knowing that Dilson Lament was going to be involved in that trade, which I think is even more fantastic um, for him. But Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee. They won this trade. Yeah, Rodgers has been struggling bad. Um, his last three games, he's given up runs. Uh, obviously, it hasn't gone his way. He blew that game versus Detroit the other day. Uh, July has not been a very friendly month to him. Um, listen, Josh Hader's very, very good. 
Uh, I'm assuming he's on a contract coming up, so they, they they knew they couldn't afford him, so they went and got some people back. In return, it puts the Padres, who's already a very dangerous team and in clear contention of everything, it makes them massively better. They're going to get Tatis back at some point, probably Myers back at some point, um, and they gave up perfect. They gave up Taylor Rogers, the guy who they're replacing with Hayter, they gave up Dilson Lament and then a couple prospects. Here's my thing about Dilson Lament. I think this kid is unbelievable. I think he could and should be a guy that we talk about, just like we're talking about Josh Hader, just a fantastic either starter or uh, or closer. Mm. They have done him, the Padres, have done Dilson Lament no favors the last two years. Last year, they couldn't have used him any worse, going start, relief, start, relief, and it put him in such a bad place. And then this year, I felt like they had put him in a worse place to succeed. And I think what Milwaukee's going to do is they're going to give this kid finally the opportunity to do the right job and let him do it. So I think we're going to see Dilson Lament talked about on a very high level. So I think this trade was uh, was won by the Brewers. Better trade deadline. The Yankees getting uh, Benintendi, Frankie Montas, and Trevino from the A's, Efros yep. from the Cubs, or the Astros who bring in Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez. <laughs> um, Vasquez is irrelevant to me. I don't know if you like watching him yesterday and just getting beat with everything. Like his bat's <laughs> so slow that like he has to start swinging before I release it. So, I mean, he better put up a zero ERA as a catcher. But you can never have enough depth when it comes to pitching and or uh, catchers who can call and catch a game, right? They Their offense is fantastic, and their pitching staff is so dang good. So, again, I don't need anything from you as a catcher. Just get along with my pitchers and call a beautiful game. And so, yeah, it's the protection is nice there. Um, Mancini's one of the best hitters in our game. He is a guy that everybody loves, a clubhouse um, legend, and he's a veteran. His bat is so good. So, like, to add that bat to go with what they have in that lineup, it makes them – I already think they're the best team in baseball. I already think they're the best pitching team in baseball. And now it arguably makes them the best hitting team in baseball. So it, it, it's a great trade. Um, the Yankees getting – I mean, they're, they're so – their Cashman's the best, right? I mean, the Yankees getting Montas, who I think is one of our better pitchers in our game, and he's going to be super happy to get out of you know Oakland, obviously, and then getting Trevino when their bullpen is starting to scuffle. But when you use a bullpen the way they do uh, and the way some of these the, – the Dodgers and the way some of these other teams do, you have – at Tampa, you have to have as much depth as possible because they run these guys out there until uh, their arms fall off. So adding to pitching for them – was was brilliant because the pitching is pretty much what got them to this spot, but it's starting to fade a little bit. And so we're going to go out there and we're going to bolster that thing and we're going to get a stud in Montaz and we're going to get Trevino. Um, I, I, again, they're just – they're always steps ahead of everybody in our game and it's kind of fun to watch. The addition of Ben Nintendi, um, from a personal standpoint, man, like – I, I don't know, like Ben Intendi, you know, won't get won't get vaccinated, won't get a booster shot for the Kansas City Royals who are in last place to go to Toronto and help his team win, but he'll collect paychecks, but he'll be okay. Oh, it's all right, cool. Trade me to the Yankees and I'll get a booster shot to go to Toronto and face them when we have to do that. And if the postseason rolls around, we gotta go to Toronto. So I think 
I think it's it's crazy selfish what Ben Nintendi did um, and is willing to do just because one team's winning and one team's not it just shows his loyalty. And for that, um, yeah, I'm not very excited about the kid. Well, sticking with the Yankees, uh, Aaron Judge goes deep again tonight. Yes, he did. I mean, what a season. Can, can, are, has this one of the best offensive seasons you can recall in recent memory? Um, It's a good season. I mean, the home runs obviously catch everybody's attention because we, we live in that era where um, – Offense is, is is what everything's based on. You know, fantasy, anything, it's offense. Um, you know, I, I think defensively he's fine. I, I think he does enough to – he makes the, the, the routine plays that should be made, right? And he doesn't ever try to overly do it from a throwing standpoint, so he plays it very safe, and we're good with that. Uh, it seems like a nice kid as well, so the clubhouse aspect to him is important because I think he's a good team player. And again, the home runs and the pace that he's on is is dope. It's it's good that he turned down the contract and he's backing it up. There's there's something, you know, about us that uh, we we definitely do better on contract years. With all that said, um, it, I mean, he's hitting. I would imagine somewhere around three hundred, which is good. But like, if we're talking about all time great seasons, um, it's it's hard to to really say that he's up there. I mean, in our era of mm-hmm. baseball today, it's 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 an unbelievable season because offensively you know these guys don't really care too much about the entire package but i mean if we're going back to and i know this is not fair but if we're going back to like barry bonds um i mean barry bonds career numbers on average are better than every like better than aaron judges by far Mm -hmm. uh for one season right so it's hard because barry bonds was the greatest to ever do anything in our game um so i think about him when i think about these seasons and, and and obviously aaron judge is not nowhere near the level of Barry Bonds. And then I think about, you know, Ted Williams and Tony Gwynn and, and Ichiro of one and, and it's, it's a fantastic year uh, and deserves to be talking about again, for all the right reasons it deserves to be talking about. I hope that he continues it up and I hope he finishes strong. All right. We got a few hours left in this trade deadline. Do you think Juan Soto gets dealt or not? Yes. Yeah. I w- why not? I mean, you still have another year on Soto. So, I mean, they, I think they have him locked up for two years. So he yeah, can always years, get yep. traded. Yeah. He can always get traded next year as well. But I think with all the talk and all the stuff, like, you know, him turning down the deal, like they, you want to get something done now. And there's a lot of good offers. If, if what the rumors that we're hearing are, are accurate, there's a lot of really good offers on there. Um, it's it's just the Nationals and knowing they can't mess this up. And so what do they want? Do they want more longer-term prospects? They're going to get a bunch. They want more longer-term prospects. And they, they have to evaluate a few things. And they have to evaluate with what they have in the system, kind of like the Orioles, what they had in the system because the Orioles are now, they're next year, kind of like the Blue Jays the last couple of years. When are those guys all ready together to come up and make a splash at the major league level? And so they have to find that package that coincides with what they have in the system. Or do they feel like those guys are close enough to where, like with the Cardinals, they can get a little bit more major league ready players right now. The flip side to that, and and, and, in my opinion, one of the massive holdups of this trade is whoever is going to get Soto is going to make sure that they can long-term sign him. And if they feel that's not an option, then it's it's really not going to get done. And so for a lot of these teams that are interested, they're talking to his agent on a regular basis. Sure. Saying, Listen, what's the number and can we get this done? Because I don't want to trade my farm for something I'm going to rent for a year and a half. 
It makes a lot of sense, and that's probably what's been holding it up until we get to the deadline day, which is finally here. Josh, appreciate the time and the insight as always, my friend. Absolutely. Anytime, buddy. Talk to you soon. Former Major League pitcher joining me here on The Look Ahead, the baseball trade deadline at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Coming up here on Tuesday as we count down the hours awaiting a potential Juan Soto trade. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.